What is going on, nerds? Uh, this is the Comic Zone Podcast. I'm Mike. Got my buddy Sean Lewis with me. Creator of the comic book, Immortalis. Um, you also do like the editing and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I do the editing, co-creator and the writer. Do all the writing for it so far, so yeah. Nice. And last time I saw you, um, so before we get into that, uh, you've been on here, you've been on here with us twice. Um, one time at the Comic-Con here in Casper and then the other time we saw, or no, it was at the PopCon, wasn't it? PopCon. It was at the PopCon. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we saw you at the Comic-Con in Fort Collins. College, yep. Um, and at that yes. time, uh, so the first time you guys were kind of looking for a publishing deal, um, yep. And then the last time I saw you at the Fort Collins Con, you uh, you were telling me you got a publishing deal with uh, who was it again? It was uh, Marcosia out of the UK. Okay. Yeah, so we, uh, we, yeah, like you said, um, we were doing, we had just finished our uh, third Kickstarter for our first six issues when I met you guys at the, at the PopCon there in Casper. Uh, next time I ran into you guys, we were all at Fort Collins Comic Con, nice little Comic Con. Um, and we had just signed with Marcosia. So now I'm back again. We actually just released and we're in Barnes and Noble, Walmart, uh, Waterstones, Fries drive-through comics uh they started releasing everything january 30th so oh so you're still uh are you just released everything is that what you're saying yeah january 30th he um now marcosia doesn't publish floppies the only floppy size they do like a regular 22 to 24 page comic they do it through uh digitally like drive-through comics and they have digitals on amazon that kind of thing but actual print editions they only do graphic novels so usually, you know, at least 60 pages or more. So, so yeah, we just released our first uh, graphic novel. January 30th was the release date, and our next one comes out uh, June or July. We just got him all the uh, proofs for issue four through six. So it'll probably be middle of June. So Sweet. Yeah, you were telling me when I saw you in, uh, in Fort Collins that, uh, so when I got my floppies, so I got the first six. Yeah. And uh, yep. lucky enough, you signed them all for me. And then, um, so those are like kind of the last run of that, right? And so yeah, it's that's all- exactly right. Yeah, we did we did 500 issues of each for the Kickstarters, and we, we we obviously got more. I wish we had 500 backers on Kickstarter, but we didn't get quite that high. So all the rest of them we take around to the comic cons and stuff. But we will not do any more physical floppies at all. It's just from here on out, it's all just graphic novels. Are you guys doing? Um, uh, digital. Digital, he does through Cosmic or not Cosmicology. That's the one that switched over. I think to Amazon. He does it through Amazon Drive Through Comics, and I think there was a third one. Oh, that that's what Drive Through Comics is. Okay. Yeah, drive, yeah, Drive Through Comics. Yep, yep. So sweet. So yeah, they're the only place to get the floppy size. So 
yeah everything else is graphic novels so <laughs> well that's cool i mean like nothing wrong with just doing uh uh the the graphic novels i mean it makes it a little more digestible and then you don't have to worry about fucking up your floppies either right right now that's you know that was the thing too man it was, it was and the reason why we did i i think i don't know if we got to talk about this the last time we did the we did our kickstarters we did two issues at a time just because it was too hard we wanted to do 12 issues a year right but we couldn't run 12 kickstarters a year you know one every month between fulfilling and getting your 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 ink or your letters your your you know all your cover artists it, it we couldn't do one every month so we were doing we were planning to do six throughout the year six kickstarters every other month and and try to get 12 out that way so it's kind of a blessing that we did find a publisher because yeah it was a, a kickstarter that's a hard thing to do man that back to back to back like that yeah yeah i mean just on the financial side of things right yeah the financial side too and just i mean so like you get your artist, you get your, all your stuff together, you get your cover artist, you get all that done, you get it in, you got to send it to a printer, printer prints it. I always wanted to have everything printed before we ran the Kickstarter because I didn't, I didn't want to, one of the things I hated with Kickstarters is if I get an issue and either I had to wait like six months before it came to me or that I get an issue that's really great, I really like the premise, I love the art, everything's great with it, and then I can't get issue two for another eight months, you know? So we wanted to have stuff on hand. So it was a little bit of a financial risk we took, you know, to kind of take a chance to have everything printed up before. But, you know, we wanted to, we really, really, really wanted to get out 12 issues in a year, and that's the only way we thought we could do it, doing a Kickstarter every other month. So, you know, have everything ready, do the Kickstarter, have a month to fulfill it, and then do another Kickstarter, so... But yeah, the financial we had we we probably me and Ryan, the other co-creator, he's in Arkansas. We probably wrote an outline and storyboarded for sixteen to eighteen months before we even got an artist. So uh, that is, helped that helped us get some finances together and get that stuff going. So and and I was looking at your uh, Immortalis page on Facebook, um, and I saw you guys were on another podcast. I f- I forget uh, which which one that was but it was uh so that was i don't think i ever met ryan yeah ryan's um the only one he's made it out to well he's made it out to two he lives in arkansas um we used to work together when i lived in arkansas i moved to colorado after that but uh he made it to fort worth comic con because that was only like five hours from where he lived and he actually flew out here for denver fan x so he's only made two he's going to try and make more this year so but our our slate's not going to be as heavy Cause last year I think we did 14 cons over 12 months and this year, uh, yeah, we're not going to hit it that heavy because now that we got the publisher and everything and it opened up, opens up new markets to us. Cause we didn't do any international shipping or anything for our Kickstarters. We were just all in the USA mm-hmm. and Marcosia does Australia, Britain, all over the world. So man, that's awesome. Like, so you're getting a yeah. much broader reach on yes. getting it yeah. out there. And uh, so kind of give me the story, like, you guys are working together um how did that all how did that all happen to where did you guys just start talking and just like had a basic idea and yeah we yeah we were uh we we used to work together we worked together for eight years for a satellite company um we he was we were we were both star wars nerds like a new star wars movie come out when we were we were working together we both go on opening night on thursday night even though we had to work friday you know we'd still go see it because we're big yeah. nerds too oh. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, but we and we and we got to talking around one day, right? I was like, Yeah, I used to do some writing, man. I always wanted to write a comic. I never I never got a chance to do that. I always I always wanted to try that, especially and you know, Kickstarter starting in two thousand nine and everything. He was like it's like he's yeah, there's a lot more opportunity than there used to be because it used to be just the big three, right? You had DC, Marvel, Image, maybe a little Dark Horse. There were there weren't a lot of comic publishers. But now with Kickstarters and you got you, I think there's a couple other ones now that do it, do uh like crowdfunding for comics. A lot more opportunities and he said that and i was like well you know i published some comics back in about 2005 through 2009 he's like what so i i, I did i published uh some comics back in 2005 i, I entered a contest with a company called docker walk out of new jersey uh didn't win the contest but uh the guy reached out to me saying hey i like your stuff it just doesn't fit our storyline the way we're going because it was like finish the last five pages of this for us and He's like, it didn't fit our storyline where we're going to go, but we liked it. So if you got anything, send it to me. So I sent him one. It was called Force 51. It's just like kind of a one shot, a team issue. Um, he liked it. Um, didn't make any money, but didn't lose any money for, which for an independent comic company, that that's a win, right? You got to take that. Cause right. Yeah. <laughs> so hard not to lose money. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, yeah, for sure. And then, uh, he said, if you got anything else, send it to me. You know, I really like what you did there with that. And um, so I sent him this other one I originally worked on as a screenplay. So I reformatted it into comic book form, um, sent it to him. It became Purity, a four-issue limited series. And he he had some connections I didn't know about. But uh, we got optioned by Kickstart Entertainment out in Los Angeles who did, like, they do The Boys. They did uh, Wanted with Angelina Jolie. James McAvoy, all them. They did Preacher. I don't remember if you remember Preacher on AMC. I, I've heard uh, I've heard of it. Um, and, yeah. and I have a graphic novel of Wanted. Oh, that's awesome. It's yeah. a it's a it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. I like the movie too. Really good movie, you know. Um, but yeah, they optioned it. Um, it didn't really go anywhere. They took it wide. There was a lady named Samantha Olson Shear there. She's with Zenoscope now, but she uh, championed us. She was really awesome to work with. They, they had like 150 table reads between other production companies and stuff. And they're like, listen, we got some good table feedback. We're going to rewrite it with some Hollywood writers. So they rewrote it and actually republished it as a uh, as a graphic novel themselves called Purity instead of a four-issue limited series. And I, I, I didn't really like it at the time, but, you know, I, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I'm, these are the Hollywood guys. Let them do whatever they want, you know, that kind of thing. But I felt the way they took the direction of the story, they they took the human element out of it. Mm. But you know, I, you know, they know more about it than I did. So, but yeah, it still ended up dying an an uninteresting death, you know. Um, and but what's cool about that is I was telling Ryan all this, and we were working together in 2018. The rights reverted back to me, so I think I'm thinking about re-releasing Purity again. So that would be cool. Um, so you guys get talking about. You know, wanting to write something, uh, yeah. you and Ryan. Um, yep. And so, where did it like? How did it go from there? You you guys just started spitballing ideas, or? Nope. We just. It's so funny because I brought him. I did have some issues. Uh, Mike was awesome. Mike Penny over at Doc Walker was awesome about sending me, you know, fifty copies or so for free whenever we published. So I brought him in, let him read him. We always talked about it, but, you know, work work and life and everything got in the way, so we never did anything. I moved to Colorado for a job, you know, that kind of thing, kind of. We're still friends. We'd still talk every once in a while. I'd been up here probably about a year, year and a half, maybe a year and a half, and he's like, hey, I got this idea. I want to run it by you. And I'm like, 
okay, go ahead. So he runs up by me. And, and I'm the kind of guy, when I get an idea or a new idea, or somebody pitches me something, I got to turn it over in my head, you know, for a couple of days, mm-hmm. think all the different angles to take it, that kind of thing. And he thought I, he, he told me later, he thought I hated the idea because I didn't say Cause you, because you had to mull over it a little bit. Yeah, I totally have to mull it over and figure it out and see if actually something I want to, because, you know, what he was talking about, as soon as he told me, I was like, that's a great idea. You're talking, that's, to do that story right, it's like six to eight years you're going to be working on this story. And I'm like, do I want to commit to six or eight years or something, even an awesome idea? Because I'm like, man, that's that's a time suck, you know what I mean? That can be, <laughs> that can drain some time. But, uh, so, but I couldn't get it out of my head. And so, like, a week later, I didn't talk to him all week. A week later, I texted him. I said, hey, I've been thinking about that idea you got, and I wrote the first eight pages. I'm going to send them to you. Let me know what you think. <laughs> so, man, we were off and running then. So, so what was kind of the yes. original idea, if you if you don't mind? So the yeah the original idea was it started off. This is so weird, but it started off as a female Frankenstein during World War II. Oh yeah, I, all, I remember you telling yeah. me about that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> time, it just morphed. Yeah, it just totally morphed into Immortalis. And like I said, we we workshopped it and storyboarded it and everything for like eighteen months before we actually went out and hired an artist. So. Okay, um, that's interesting how, <laughs> like, something so, like, it's so completely different now, but how it morphed into, uh, it morphed into something completely different. Do you guys ever think you might um, go back and maybe tell that original story, or do you think that... Um, um, now, Ryan, yeah, Ryan might. I'm not really, uh, I probably won't, because... Like I said, we 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 outlined everything. We got the big overall story arcs and everything done. But I, for the next six years, I'm going to be writing Immortalis. That's going to be my thing. Every once in a while, I'll get a wild idea. Um, I actually started working with uh, Ben Perkins, who actually did the art for issue three. He, uh, we were kicking around one night just talking. He's like, yeah, I always wanted to do like a holiday issue or something. So we we're actually doing a, a Santa Claus issue called the Naughty List. It's, oh, it's not awesome. NSFW or anything, but but the, it's, it's about you know his his nice and naughty list kind of thing. And it starts off with him in prison, so it, it's a whole thing. But it was just you know one of those one offs I had to do because I could write it quick. I knew what I wanted to do with it, and it's kind of a one off thing. But no, Ryan, Ryan's Ryan's talked about writing some some anthology stuff, and he may come into back back to that story for an anthology, but. Mostly, I'm going to be doing Immortalis for the next six years, man. It's it's going to be, that's going to be my focus. How many issues in are you now? I have um, I have 22 linear issues done. I finished, and I've got artists working on. We've got three anthology stories. What, what our plan is, we released one through five. That was the first graphic novel that came out in uh, January 30th. The next one that comes out in July will be issue four through six or four through nine. Sorry. Or no, sorry. Six through nine, six, seven, eight, nine. I'll catch you. And then four months after that, we're doing the anthology. It's a uh, three different stories. One set in 1961, one set in 1909 and the other set in modern day. So it's kind of, it takes some of the characters, some of the team members of the Immortalis and puts them in their own kind of side quest stories. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so. th- dude, I mean, it's really cool. Uh, just meeting you at the first con and like just kind of watching your progression throughout this little journey that you're on. Um, dude, it's, 
And and it was just cool. I mean, because we kind of hit it off right away. We're just kind of. I was telling my girl about that, like, because I was like, we we were out at lunch, and I was just kind of telling her what we were gonna do today, and I was just like, I I just remember us hitting it off real well. It was just like a instant bromance. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, don't get jealous. No. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, I mean, wife but gonna, wife gonna leave you wherever you're getting lunch. She's gonna take off without you. <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought you were a really cool dude. Like, and I, I just really liked your vibe. And then also, I thought your ideas were cool for the comic. And just kind of watching you progress throughout it is really cool. Cause, like, I mean, how often do you get to see somebody basically start from the beginning? And just kind of watch their dream, like take place uh, over time, and like we haven't hung yeah, out, it, we haven't hung out a lot, like just so the two times, but um, right. Which is why, like, I just I was thinking about it. I'm trying to think of guests because I'm trying to do more of these podcasts where it's just me and, and a guest, right? And I was like, who can I, um, who can I hit up? to like do this and like you were like the first like you know what i mean like as soon as i thought about it oh, i was like oh shit i should hit up sean again and see where they're <laughs> at you know what i mean um yeah yeah, cause, yeah it's like it's like every time i talk to you guys something good happened like because i met you guys at fort call or no at uh casper first and we just finished successfully our third kickstarter run into you guys at fort collins and it's like Hey, we just signed with a publisher now. Yeah, it was like perfect. You guys up with- <laughs> it was like perfect timing. It was like perfect timing right? for sure. Cause I like, know. So. It was really cool to like just kind of, it's been cool to like see you guys make headway on it. Like, um, and so how are you guys doing on, um, as far as like getting it out there, sales, stuff like that? I don't know the sales yet. Uh, Harry said, Harry Marcos is the owner of Marcosia. He said he sends out a sales report after about 60 days on a first new release. So we'll find out about, uh, so it was in January, February, March, probably about the end of March. We'll find out something about yeah, the first I guess sales it was, and everything. I guess it was just in January. So you're still yeah. right at the beginning yeah, of this. For sure. Hot off the presses, man. It's just, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm talking to you again and we just released. So. Yeah. I mean, it's all. <laughs> It's it. It's all you, man. I'm telling you. So when I see you guys up in Casper, you better have me a uh, live action contract ready to sign or something <laughs> for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Like if it turned into something like that. Is that kind of yeah, the, Is yeah. that kind of the goal, or I mean, you're just kind of letting it play out organically, or what do you uh, what do you see for it's it? It's always. The- no, it's, I think it's always the goal. I, I mean, I think every comic creator, like I said, I got a little taste of it before with Purity. Um, I think it's every comic creator's goal to, to see, see it in all mediums, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Comic book, you know, cartoon, live action, toys, the whole deal. But but we're not really chasing it. I mean, it, it's so weird. We like I said, we planned for that 18 months, what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it, saved up the money so we could do it our way. Um, we, we actually thought our plan was to start reaching out to publishers really hard and heavy after about our first year. So we have, you know, 12 floppies, a year's worth of stuff. 
something to show that we can consistently turn out good stuff, you know, before we even start reaching out to publishers. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would love, I would love to be on Netflix or prime or something like that, but, but I'm not going to chase it. I will always like writing comics. That's, that's what I, you know, I like doing, I got away from it after 2009. A big part of that story was, uh, so Mike Penny, who was the, the man at Daka Waka, he passed away. And like I said, purity got, rewritten and everything it just, it just kind of burned me out on you know what i mean just mm-hmm. kind of really left me in a bad place so i got away from it but now that i'm back doing it man i am loving writing comics again so <laughs> that's cool man i just want to keep doing comics so you would be happy if you just had like if it just stayed in the comic medium oh yeah yeah um, i would love it man I mean, that's what i was telling ryan too i was like uh you know yeah that that'd all be great the money'd be great you know, getting that kind of expansion to live action or cartoon or something would be great. But right now my goal is to get out of enough issues to do an omnibus, you know, like a hundred issues in one collection. So yeah, that'd be <laughs> I'm cool. always going to be a comic book dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you kicking around any other kind of ideas or is your focus just on Immortalis right now? Pretty much Immortalis. I, I did that. We did that, uh, with Ben Perkins, I did that one holiday issue that's probably going to come out next, uh, November, December, because it's a Santa Claus kind of story. Badass Santa Claus, though. He starts off in prison, like I said, so it's a whole thing. But, uh, no, mostly it's I'm just totally digging into Immortalis because we took, with that 18 months we took, it turned out to be such a big and expansive world. And, and you know, we want we don't want 2D flat characters, whether it's a villain, a good guy, you know, just even some side characters, man. they got to have depth to them, so... Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just always investing in character concepts, character building, bios, that kind of thing. So it's it's going to keep me busy for six years. This is, this is what I'm I'm invested in for sure. I mean, and it, it has to take a lot of time. As far as like like you said, you don't want flat like those the old school comic characters, you know, where right. you'd have those very one dimensional uh villains and stuff they're just they're just evil to be for being evil sake and like um yeah so what what kind of what's your writing process like do you sit down like do you take you're like i'm gonna sit here for two hours and just like sit in front of the computer until i get something on the page or like what's kind of your process when it comes to that so for the writing for me um and I, i tell everybody who Somebody, they say, hey, I want to be a comic book writer. What do I do? I tell them the first thing you need to do every day is write and read every day. There's been days I've sat down, and I, I'm old school. I'll do it on a pen and paper first. I got a notebook that has the issues in them. But um, there's been days I've sat down in front of that that paper, and, man, I just can't get it going. I, and I'm sitting there writing. I don't know what to write. What am I going to write? I need to write something. You know what? This is what I'm actually writing on the paper. <laughs> I've, you know what? I've actually heard that. It's like you just start, like um, a lot of writers, and I think Bill, my co-host, was talking yeah. about that. And he's like, um, it might have been when we were talking to you, but like you just like write what's in your head until other things start coming out. For sure. You just start that stream of consciousness, you know, make that mind-muscle connection between your hand and your mind. And before you know it, you're actually writing something that you can start working on. You know what I mean? And it but might, yeah, it, it's, and and that, it might not be like what you end up putting in the book, but it um, it you can write something, and then go back and look at it, and then yep. start tweaking it here and there, um, until it, 
or you might not use it at all or i'm sure you got like hundreds of things that you didn't use right oh yeah yeah and, and yeah and that's and that's the way it is and what i'll do is i write it all i wrote it all out freehand in a notebook first right then my second draft is when i go to the computer so i just i straight word for word into the computer okay then i'll go back and read it and then I redraft it. And usually by the time it's all said and done, I'll have somewhere between four to six drafts before I'm happy with it and I'm ready to, you know, send it to an artist. So have you ever thought yeah, of do- have you ever thought of doing like voice memos? So like when you're driving or whatever and you an idea pops I, I actually, in your head. I need to I need to do that because I have a bad habit of when those ideas pop in my head. Even if I'm driving, I'm like texting them down on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna, that's gonna come back to bite me on the butt one of these days. But yeah, dude, I, mean, I have. You should think about doing that. Just like, oh, I here's I the, and and just like put it in there. Um, and then a lot of times with the new phones and shit, it'll put it into text for you. Yes. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Need to, I need to. I need to. Do, yeah, I need to do that because. I do do that. Like even if I'm at work or something, or even when I'm out working in the yard during the summer, or even out shoveling snow, man, something will pop in my head and I'll, I'll save that note on the phone. So I've got like 20 different pages, not pages, but 20 different docs in my, uh, my, um, phone yeah. that are probably 10 pages each of just notes, silly <laughs> little notes, you know, may never see the light of day, but it's in there. You know what I mean? And if I get stuck on something, I was like, what would be a cool thing to say here? Go back to your notes and try to find, you know what I mean? So, right. So when you're saying like you either read or write every day, you're talking about reading yes. like your old notes. No, I'm talking about like reading. I, I would see, I would say to anybody who wants to be a, be a comic book creator. Um, and it doesn't even have to be comics, but just read something. You know what I mean? Just spend five, 10, 15 minutes reading something. Gotcha. Just kind of getting that process, even if even if it's long form, even if it's a chapter book, whatever. Just read something, you know. Get that mind into processing things, right? And then, like I said, even if you don't want to write, sit down and make yourself write something. So, so how do you separate? Like, so when you're reading like that, um, how do you separate your own ideas from ones that you might have read, and then, like, you accidentally like take an idea from something, and it, it ends up in your in your writing, like, how do you separate that and, uh, come up with like original ideas? Um, yeah, see that. Cause I imagine that's like a problem, right? Like it could be a problem. It could be. Um, and there are sometimes I come up with something I think is really good. And I'm like, Mike, am, am I creating this or did I, did this come from somewhere? You know what I mean? Right. That's always, that's always going to be a problem. I mean, you never know, you know what I mean? Unless, it's something you just saw, you know, where it came from. You want to try and do it, but there's a, uh, who was it? Um, uh, I think it's Scott Foster. He's, he's a comic book creator too out in LA. He, uh, he does, I think the kind of like a Kaiju story and he's got some other stuff. I can't remember the name of his comic book company to save my life right now, but he, but he, he's good about saying, he's like, listen, man, there's, there's nothing new under the sun, right? People have been writing on cave walls from, you know, 10,000 years ago. There's nothing new under the sun. If you see something, just make it yours. You know, don't copy people. Take something and make it your own. So, yeah. 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 B- Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill is talking about, um, I forget how many he said. There's, But there's a handful of, like, 
stories. Like hardly ever does anybody create something completely original, but there's like you know, however many I can't remember how many he said, but there's like a handful of like like stories that have been just retold over yeah. and over again. And 100%, like yeah. And that is kind of the key is just to like how do you spin a certain type of story in your own direction? And that that's got to be that's got to be really hard to yeah. to do because like and and to make it exciting and interesting and I think your take or approach on like focusing on the characters and making them interesting, you know, and then when you have backstories for characters already laid out, that's got to make it easier to spin it in a certain certain direction, right? Or, Correct, and also yeah, and it also doesn't make your characters seem flat. You know, if everybody seems the same, what's what's the difference, right? Especially us, we've got a team book, right? Mm-hmm. You got you got Tam Montefiore, the Immortalis. You got Jason Akianos, who's a uh, immortal. Then you got a vampire. You got a Doctor and Hyde character, and you got a a, a wizard character. You also got some kind of sort of side characters, the Amon, but all those characters have been written thousands of times, right? Mm-hmm. It's nothing new that's not been done before, but you take a little bit and you make it your own. You know what I mean? Like uh, with the vampire, um, a lot of times you see vampires, they're either super cool, even though they're, they're bad guys or they're, they're on this redeemable hero arc or anti-hero arc. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. Ours, our, our vampire is an a-hole from the first issue, and he's going to be an a-hole in the last issue. You know what I mean? Okay. He's not. No, he's going to be different, you know? And that's it. I mean, an immortal character, Dorian Gray, those have been told thousands of times, you know? I mean, kind of even the Superman mythos, you know? He's like, does he age? Does he ever die? You know what I mean? Is that kind of thing. Right. But, you know, it, you just got to take it and make it your own, man. So. So our our immortal. I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but they're yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there, but <laughs> yeah, he's should. gonna be a little bit different. We just made it our own. So. Yeah, you definitely want people to go and just kind of read for themselves and for sure. uh, for sure. decide what they think about what you guys have done. And I've I've uh, read the first six. I really enjoy um, the direction you guys are going with it. Like and like you said, we don't want to give away any spoilers, but. Um, I think you guys are doing a great job as far as like yeah. making something and it's not like uh much else out there right now, I don't think. Yeah. Like there, there's and that's the thing. Oh good. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, so part of our process too, when we're doing all that, you know, that eighteen months of writing, prepping all this, getting getting everything lined out, I started back in Kickstarters. And Man, there's so many capes, you know, capes and which, which, yeah, the whole superhero thing. I know, but the superhero thing has been, to me, I felt it had been done to death. So we did, we wanted to do a different direction, have kind of that fish out of water, woman out of time story, along with, you know, a team of surrounding her, a team she can't, may not be able to trust, that all have their own agendas, that kind of thing. So it all kind of plays, plays against and for each other instead of, you know, yay we're all on the same team let's go save heaven kind of thing you know what i mean so yeah you got to invest some time and energy into your character creation or you're just going to come up flat and you're not going to be able to build a readership for the long haul yeah i mean because like character interaction 
uh, that kind of thing. That's got to be a big part of just like the story itself. Like in any really good TV show you see or anything like that, it's not all about the overarching story. A lot of times what's interesting is those interactions between characters and like those kind of side, uh, you know, kind of like, um, uh, but like Wolverine and uh, Cyclops, they're kind of a little back and forth, and right, right. you know sometimes those things can be more interesting than the uh, overarching story itself. Or uh, like, here's the bad That's guy. Exactly right. Here's the bad guy. Let's go fight the bad guy. You know what I mean? And right. so, yeah, I mean, I, I think to- about it. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, if you think about it, right? I mean none of us know what it's like to have superpowers, right? Right. We, we don't know what that's like to be saving the world every other week, but we all have been in relationships. We all have fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, wives, girlfriends, you know, family members, children. We all know relationships. So you are a thousand percent right. It, if you can build good relationships or bad relationships or just, you know, testy relationships, but some kind of relationship that's not like every other relationship, to everybody else in the story, mm-hmm. you will draw people's interest. Yeah, for sure. You're a hundred. You are so right on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. Um, I'm yeah. I'm just speaking from like, um, as somebody who enjoys you know watching shows or reading comics, and it's like, um, I like I always pick that out. It's like I was watching Yellowstone re- recently. Um, finished that, and then the um. Uh, like the two side shows, 1883 and 1923. Um, yeah. But in Yellowstone especially, it's a kind of a, it's not really that deep as far as the overarching story goes. What makes that show so good is like the interactions between the characters and like their, um, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you? No, I've not seen it. You should check it out. It's really good. Uh, um, but I, it's, I need to. Everybody talks about it, but. It's it's really so... it's it's really a story about the characters and their interactions. It's not so much about the next, you know, thing they're fighting or whatever. I mean that it's almost like the overarching story comes second to oh, what's going on with the characters. And for me for me, it and it's kind of the same thing with shows like Breaking Bad or um like I was I just finished watching The Punisher again. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you have that overarching story, but what's really interesting is like what's going on with the characters. Um, and just like, and being able to write, uh, characters to where they seem like real people, like there's somebody you could actually run into, talk to, um, and have them be so completely different. That's gotta be hard as a writer to um take yourself take yourself out of you and create a whole new person and not just one but multiple yeah uh, and that's another good thing for a writer I, I i keep you know i started with the one thing read and write every day and i'm gonna have, i want to make you a list about 20 things to do if you want to write <laughs> yeah but, uh, uh, another thing I, i've noticed about myself is I, i'm a good 
good kind of study study of character you know what i mean see how people when i go into a coffee shop or whatever or a restaurant you know whatever it is even the grocery store i'm always watching people seeing what they do what kind of silly things they do or what kind of little habits they have what kind of little you know psychological things they seem to be doing you know somebody has that thing where you know they got to tap on something three times before they pick it up or you know weird things like that that you'll catch out there in the wild and it's just yeah it, it you can be a, a student of the human character when you're out in society, man. That will help you greatly. Because oh, you're right. Sure. It's hard. It's hard to not write every character like yourself. Because, you know, you're always in your head, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you know you more than you know anybody else. So it's like. Exactly. Yeah, right. it's, I mean, right. and, and if you do one character that's like you, that's one thing. But if you start getting into, like, every character has, like, your traits or. Yeah, I mean that that's got to be really tough. That's got to be really tough. Yeah, and then to do it for the oh, long yeah. haul, like you guys are doing with Immortalis, I mean, like so you don't have any like end in mind right now. Oh yeah, no, we've got the end in mind. Um, we oh, did, do like you? I said, we started we started with that overall story arc, and we got to where, like I said, that's how we figured out we need to end it. It's going to be six and eight, six to eight years to end it the way we want to end it. So yeah, we know the ending. We know the, we know where the, you know where the beginning. We've seen the beginning. We started the beginning. We know where it ends. It's just getting there. You know what I mean? Taking those characters all the way there, mm-hmm. seeing who makes it to the very end. So, and yeah, so so, so you have a kind of a basic idea of how you want it to end, but you just don't know exactly how you want to get there yet. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You know you always got to be, you know, it's just like with anything, with any kind of writing, like writing a screenplay or anything, you know, you always got to have higher stakes, higher obstacles. So yeah, you always got to keep ratcheting up. So we've kind of got an outline plan, but you know, the, the good thing about this world we're building with the, with the enemies being the old gods, the old mythological gods, you know, Aztecs, Roman, Greek, Celtic gods, there's so much to pick and choose from. We'll, we'll never, we'll never not have bad guys. You know what I mean? Never mm-hmm. interesting, crazy looking Egyptian gods or Celtic gods that we can kind of play in there. It's just kind of give them their own spin and make them kind of enjoyable to the readers is the, is the hard part. So, but yeah, we, we know where we're going. We just, we just need to get there. So. <laughs> well, that's... And, dra- and drag about 30,000 readers along with us. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh... I need to so like you said you do it's on Amazon. You said Amazon it's on for sale. Amazon, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, um, Fries, which I th- I don't know if Fries is a UK store or not. I know Waterstones is a UK store. Uh, if they want to get the floppies, it's on Drive Through Comics, and I believe Amazon does the single issues now too. Um, and yeah, there's a couple others, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head because there's about eight different chains that carry it now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get in there because I have a Kindle uh, Fire. Oh, okay. So, and I really like how um, I don't know how other like tablets do it or whatever, but the way that the um, the Kindle does it is you. I, I really like their format. Like it's really like smooth, and um, instead of having to look at the whole page, you can actually click on each panel. Like you, really? you can click on like so you start the book, um, you click on the first panel and it'll pop it up in the middle of the screen, and that's all oh. you're that's all you're looking at. And then when you scroll, it just goes from panel to panel, and then you just get a bigger look oh. at it. 
Because a lot of times, cool. yeah, a lot of times, um, like it can be a little small, uh, yeah. and just to like see the the text in the bubble, you know what I mean. So right. that really yeah, blo- sure. it really blows up the panel for you, and that you can kind of fo- like it gives you a chance because like you know when you're reading a comic and you and it's like word heavy, and you yeah. and you catch yourself just reading the words and not really appreciating each panel <laughs> so that yep. <laughs> yeah that really kind of slows you down and you get a yeah. you get more of a chance to like um appreciate the artwork and just go through panel by panel and i really love that um that's awesome yeah and usually i'm the you kind of guy uh, what's that oh no go ahead usually i'm the kind of guy that will I like having a like a just a single issue, like reading a physical copy. But and I know a lot of people that are like just straight up no on the digital comics. You know what right. I mean? Um, I think, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think Stan. I think Stan Lee said, uh, uh, like uh, all boobs are nice or whatever he said. He's like, uh, and they're nice to look at on the internet or whatever, but I'd rather hold a, hold them in my hands, you know. Right. <laughs> he said something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but right. Yeah. That's all. I'm the same way, man. I gotta have a physical copy in my hand. I've I've tried digital reading with comics. And like I said, I've, I've I've backed some kickstarters where I got you know they'll send you the the comic digitally before you get the physical one, but I always got to order that physical one. I, I'm a physical guy, man. I got to keep that comic in my hands. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, it's something something about like having it there. And and even if you're not reading it, I just love having my collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just like... 100%. And like you might be walking by one day, be like, oh, I'm going to look through my shit. And, yeah. And then, and then you find shit that you forgot you had. And you're like, oh yeah. damn, like, and that's always fun. Like, um, oh yeah, like we were talking on a recent episode. One of our hosts, uh, Sean, was talking about how they're about to be phasing out um, the sales of like a Blu-ray and DVD and stuff like that. Uh, oh, wow. A lot of the sto- uh, stores aren't going to be selling hard copies of shit anymore. It's going to be all like digital download. Oh. And. Um, it's the same thing with like movies. You you know you're like I want to watch a movie, yeah. and it's cool to it's cool to scroll through you know the streaming services and whatever, but like having that there like kind of go look through your stuff. There's something different about that. You know, it's kind of like when you went yeah. to went to Blockbuster. You know now where I'm dating us yeah. big time, but uh, right. I'm sure you remember <laughs> what that was like. You know, oh, go, buddy. go on a movie gallery. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Go, <laughs> go there on a Friday night, you know, pick out a fucking movie yeah. or like a couple movies yeah. or a video game and Hell yeah, get a pizza on the way home. And uh, yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I used yeah, to, I, I used to rent Sega games from Blockbuster, you know? Oh wow. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And I guess they had a chance to, um, you know, when like Netflix was starting. Um, uh-huh. and I get I I don't remember how exactly it went, but Blockbuster had the option to start like a streaming kind of service, 
and they opted yeah. out because you know they're like, oh, oh that's ne- that's never gonna take off. Uh, oh, you know what I mean? And it's you know that yeah. sucks. That sucks for them because imagine that, like having a blockbuster app. You know, be like, and then well, you dude, could be like, I remember when we used to go to the store, the actual store to do this, like, <laughs> you know. Right. Dude, you're probably old enough to remember. You remember Netflix started off as a mail DVD yeah. service. Remember that? Yeah, we used yes. to, me and my brother used to um, use it along with the Gamefly. You remember Gamefly? Yeah, I remember Gamefly, yes. Yeah, it's yes, like, I do. so we did both. And then the Redbox thing was real big for a while. Nope. I don't even know if I've seen one of those in a while. No, I haven't seen. There was a, there was a, when I lived in Loveland, I live in Evans now by Greeley, but when I lived over in Loveland, Colorado, they had one blockbuster machine left like across town. I'd still find myself going over there to just get a movie if it was new. And I just, just wanted like that scroll. old school feel, you know, I didn't know just they like had the machines. DVD player. They did. Blockbuster had a couple of them. They didn't have a bunch, but yeah, it was crazy, man. It's, yeah, how far everything's come, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, man. Because you know what's going to happen when that next world war, those aliens come down and drop that in, you know that yeah that EMP bomb, and then they're going to wish they had DVDs. <laughs> yeah, really though, it's like seriously, um, like so. How do you feel as far as uh, you know, like how movies are right now? Um, and there doesn't seem to be like the variety there used to be, you know. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot happened with with the Marvel thing, um, and it was great while it lasted. You know, I think they're dragging it out too much. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. It doesn't seem like seem like there's a whole lot of options for movies anymore, and it doesn't seem like. Uh, is it just me, or does it seem like there's not big summer blockbusters anymore? Right? Is that well? I that mean, all of them are the Marvel shit, or like a superhero I mean, movie. Yeah. Like it, it, like yeah, but not like everybody's, everybody's got, got a some, yeah, everybody's got like a fucking some kind of superhero thing they're doing, and yeah, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Is like, um, you know, I I still watch all the Marvel shit, um, yeah, but something seems to have been lost somewhere, and I don't know, yeah. if, I don't know if it's just after Endgame. That people were like, okay, this is over for me. Uh, but th- that was already at like 10 or 11 years by then. Right. And it, it's oh, just like, that's are, crazy to think of like, are people just, bur- yeah, and- are people just burnt out on superhero shit? And we want, and it's kind of rotating back to wanting more of that variety. Um, I think it is. I, I really do. I think, I, I think 100% you're right. And I even had it for a while. And, you know, I love WandaVision. I like Hawkeye. I love the new Echo. But but after Endgame, I was like, man, they couldn't have done it any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. For that whole 10 to 12 year stretch, it was such such a good run. And yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of superhero burnout, you know what I mean? Everybody's just like, okay, I want to go back to John McClane climbing towers. And stuff, yeah. So, yeah, for real. Like some kind yeah. of Yeah, just those feel good fucking action movies that you know it's just right i mean and you have stuff it's like john wick and that kind of stuff i mean there is stuff out there but i feel like all the really good shit is like shows now 
and not yeah. not so much I, like I, your variety is your variety is in like the shows and, yeah and not yeah. and not so much like movies and like but you still yeah. have outliers uh i thought that movie the creator was really good uh did yeah. you did you watch that one i did i did with uh yeah uh sturgill simpson and uh John David Washington. I love John David Washington too. Although I am still trying to figure out Tenet, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that movie was about. What is it? Uh, Tenet, the one with him where about the, where they're going in reverse and everything. It was just, yeah, it was a Christopher Nolan movie, but man, it, it, it was weird. Just gonna... I loved Inception, you know, but yeah, Tenet with him in it. And, uh, I can't remember who else was in it, but yeah, it was just, it was just so weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I heard about that one. Yeah. Well, if you do, lock yourself in a room and give yourself about you know four hours afterwards to figure out what the hell it was about, and then let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Is uh, is that the one where it's like the end of the world? Yeah. And like and, the, um, at the something end, happens. at the end, like the girl. <laughs> a spoiler alert. And I haven't even seen yeah, right? it, but the girl gets like. She finds like the collection of friends or some shit. Oh no 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 no! That's 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 um. I watched that one on Netflix. I kind of like that one with uh, Ethan Hawke and. Uh, what was that one called? Was it Julie Roberts? I think. Oh, I can't remember. Hmm. It might have been Into the World or something like that. But yeah, I watched that one. It was okay. Um, yeah, Tina is the one where it's something in the future. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, he's the bad guy. He's like sending stuff back from the future, uh, and it's it's just, dude, it was so weird though. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, you yeah, can't even ex- my brain. You can't even like, explain it. It's so weird. <laughs> I can't even explain it. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I don't understand it, so I can't explain it. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I've had. I'm trying to think of a movie like that that uh, just didn't make any fucking sense. You know. Like recent yeah. recently we did an episode on um good movies with bad endings. Yeah, oh, okay. That's um, cool. And we were talking about that movie Lucy. Which one? Uh it's called Lucy. Oh, with, uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, 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 okay. And and the movie's fucking badass like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then that ending yep. is just like what in the hell? <laughs> right. Like she's just like, like she's that. just like I'm everywhere. You're like oh fucking seriously. <laughs> I am your god now. Or <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> yeah, she gives uh she gives um uh what's his fucking Morgan name? Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Morgan she, Freeman. Yeah, yeah. She gives him the flash drive, and then it's just like I'm everywhere, and then, and then that you're right. just like what in the what? Like that's oh, all. Yeah. I, like you're gonna write that badass movie. And then just fucking <laughs> drop the ball right at the end. Ruin it in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it, we were talking about that, and it's like it's it's funny because it's funny how much an ending can like change your whole perception of a movie. Like almost forget how good the movie was, uh, right. and all you remember is how shitty the ending was. Right. <laughs> And then you go back and no, watch it again, and you're like, "Oh my god, I forgot this was like really good." Yeah, but that that yeah. that bad ending can just wipe out any memory of how good it was. <laughs> it gives you so much heartburn. You're like, "Oh, that movie sucked." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's true. That's exactly right. Now you're scaring me, man. Thinking about how we're going to end our series, you know, like in six years from now. I was like, man, he was doing good with that Immortalis, but that ending sucked. Oh, well, <laughs> I doubt I doubt that. Um, it seems like you have a lot of love for, you know, for the characters and like where you want it to go. So I doubt you would uh, half-ass it in any way. No, no, definitely don't want to do that. But I mean, burnout is a thing, though. It's, it's burnout is a thing, and you know, yeah, I do. I think everyone, if you if you don't have an every writer doesn't have an honest fear of sometimes mailing it in, they're lying to themselves. Because, like you said, burnout happens. People have bad days. I mean, if you want to, every everybody should strive to do their best every day, but your best changes every day. You know what I mean? Some days you're sick. Some days you just don't have it. Some days you just can't write. And yeah, if any writer who says, no, I'm not worried about my stuff turning bad or being bad or me not able to finish it right is, is lying to themselves and you, because there should always be that. You should always be grounded in fear of what you do. You know what I mean? Cause always be trying to do your best, but always be afraid that you're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Healthy fear of, well, of, of just, just, shitting on it <laughs> well and then just like there's also ego like um it can go in a bad way yeah. and you can go oh well you could start thinking oh i'm the shit and everything i put out is yeah, gold awesome. and yeah like so it can go that way too it maybe not so much gra- grounded in fear but in the in your own uh, you know ground oh, like yeah. you're too start in, moving all the hype about yourself mm-hmm. yeah so staying humble that's 100 right like staying humble, uh, keep the love for what you're doing there. Yeah. And it, and I was listening to a podcast um, on Friday, and they were talking about, you know, think about the things, um, like, because you can get caught up in, um, like, once I have this, this, and this, that's when I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, um, instead of thinking that way, like, look at the things that you would happily do for free. It's it's like, what, what in your life makes you like, it makes you happy just to be doing it and you don't necessarily need to be paid for it or get anything out of it other than just the joy of doing that thing. Yeah. But as they say, you know, uh. Do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life, right? So. Exactly, and like it's like, yeah. don't get too caught up of in like, be, because they say it's not about the destination; it's the journey. Like usually, right. it's funner. The fun and happiness is in working to get the things, not in having the yeah. things. Which was yeah, it was really sure. interesting. It was really interesting to me. That's why I listen to so many different podcasts. I like getting a lot of different perspective, the way uh, other people think about things. And, you know, and for me, that's, that's what this is, is like podcasting for me is something I gladly, like we we don't get paid for this. Um, but, but it's something I do every single week. And not only that, I'm, I'm constantly listening to podcasts and not just listening to the conversation, but just like the way, uh, a person interviews someone, um, yeah. and just like different styles of doing that. Um, and it's always like, a, and, and I guess 
it goes right along with um, what we were just talking about. Like, um, as long as you stay humble and and remember, you always have something more to learn, right? Yeah. Like you're ne- you're never once, once you feel like you're at the finish line, uh, then you're probably doing it wrong because like you, there's always right. something new to learn because there's always another person to get their perspective on. And they, yep, they might they, they might think about it be doing the same thing, but they're doing it in a completely different way, or they approach it in a, a different way. So yeah, and yeah. so that's what you're talking about as far as um, making sure you're reading all the time. Am yeah, I, am I for sure? I mean, there's always going to be don't don't like you said. You can call it stay at home or or don't don't think you're the shit all the time. You think you're the shit? Go pick up a China Melville book or pick up a freaking Stephen King book. That'll humble you kind of quick. Yeah. Cormac McCarthy, you know, read read some of these great authors, and that'll put you in your place real damn quick, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, I I also listen to a lot of audiobooks, and you know, I don't I don't have a lot of time or like the attention span to sit and just like sit there and read a book. Um, right. But the the beauty of doing the audiobook thing is like I can be at work and I'm able I say I don't have a good attention span, but then I can be doing something and still absorb <laughs> what I'm listening to. Right. At the same time. You, so, like you said. Like you said, I mean, you're always listening to the podcast. You're always wanting to get your podcast better. You're investing in it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people and this is as I get more in the comic book scene and everything, I, this, one of the reasons I love going to comic cons is that, that keeps me kind of grounded, man. I just meet people who love comics, mm-hmm. who love, love the nerd lifestyle, you know, all that kind of thing. I love to get out there and meet those people, man. It just, it just, it just, it makes me feel good that they, they want to buy the book. Even if they don't buy the book, just meeting these people, you know, that they share the similar interests with me. But yeah, man, I always, I always want to get better. I want to keep delivering a better product to them. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm the best. And I, you know, I've told Ryan this to, if I've told him once, I've told him a thousand times, man, the crowd is fickle. As soon as you start thinking you're the shit, you're going to get put in your place real quick. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. Yeah. And you see that, you know, throughout the course of, you know, some of these writers and, and stuff start getting the big head thinking they're, they're the shit. And then they get knocked off their pedestal, man. You got to remember, Everybody you pass on the way up, you're gonna pass on the way down. So right, and they might yeah. pass, they might pass you up. That's exactly right. Hundred <laughs> percent. And also, like, just uh, not seeing things as a competition. Like, so if somebody's doing a little better right. than you, just like look at that and be like, okay, like they're killing it. Like, what can I do? Um, to help them out or like just build a community instead of uh, creating like a comp a competitive atmosphere as far as right. uh, that kind of thing goes. So anybody that we meet that's podcasting, uh, we usually try to like do a show with them or, and, and, oh, that's awesome. and don't get like fucking like that famine type mentality where you're like, Oh, they're doing better. Like, fuck them. They don't deserve it. I deserve right. it more. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's not good for anybody. Oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely yeah, it not is. good for you because you get in that no. poor me 
and you're wasting energy where you could be learning something instead you're being a fucking hater and be, right, being right. being stubborn and going oh well I'm already where I need to be and people just don't appreciate what I'm doing instead of like oh yeah. what are they doing that I could do as well or how could I learn from what they're doing you know yeah yeah, hundred percent, and and you're so right because even you, I, I, you guys are podcasters, but you're in the comic community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're in that nerd culture type of thing. And I've found that since coming back into this, and me and me and the wife and the daughter, we take the little girl to uh, Denver Fan X for like three years before COVID, all that stuff. You know, we were we were on that side of it. Um, but now being a creator and being on this side among the artists, other writers, that kind of thing, it is just such a nice community man you know what i mean everybody's helpful everybody seems to be wanting to help put everybody else forward nobody's trying to hog the spotlight it, it's it's just i would hate i'm hating the day when i finally run into that one asshole who thinks he's he's the shit you know what i mean and just yeah <laughs> everybody look at me type of mentality because because so far it's been the exact opposite of that like meeting meeting you you know, meeting all the people, even Ming at, you know, at Casper, he was super cool and nice to everybody walking around talking to everybody. I mean, yeah. you know, the dude's on TV every week, you know, and he's like, he's down to earth. You know what I mean? He, he really he is a big head, that kind of thing. Yeah. He's a super cool guy. Have you but seen yeah, him? Know, uh, have you seen him at any other ones lately? I, I did. So actually, uh, we just did Albuquerque, uh, January. I think it was like the weekend of January 20th, 21st. He was there, and I ran into him, got to talk to him a little bit. So it was cool. Did he, he stop? Took a picture with my cousin, and yeah. <laughs> did he remember you? He did not, because I didn't really get to talk to him at Casper. I was working the table. He came by and shook my hand. He was walking by, you know, made eye contact, saying, "Hey, how you doing?" And yeah, that's that's really all I got to talk to him. And I remember you guys did the podcast with him. That was cool. Yeah. But yeah, he's just he treats everybody like a friend, man. Which you know, that's the way. That's the mentality people need to have with it. You know, it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just be nice. <laughs> well, it, it, it just that you know, I just feel like that's wasted energy when you're looking at other people's shit and it's not in a, like a learning. Uh, it's good to look at what other people are doing, uh, yeah. but but to get competitive about it or get those negative no. feelings, it's just not good for your own progress yeah. more than anything. Yeah. There's, there's no reason for that, man. And, and it does, it doesn't have to be a competition and, and if nothing else. You look, it might not be your cup of tea. Like I know nothing about podcasting. You know what I mean? I, you know what I'm saying? I've been on a few podcasts, but I know nothing about it, but I can appreciate the work you put into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be appreciative of other people's work. They put into things. You don't, it doesn't have to be your cup of tea. You don't have to understand it. I don't understand social media at all. <laughs> It's yeah. not my cup of tea, but you know, people who have like 20,000, 30,000, I can appreciate that. They earned that. They did something to get that. So just be appreciative of other people's work, even, even if it's not your thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't understand, uh, how they got there, maybe try talking to them, see what, see what they yeah. have to offer to help. Like they could possibly help you out. Like, right. hundred percent. And if they do turn out to be that a-hole, then you're just like, okay, we'll see how long you keep these 100,000 followers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yeah, and, and just like far being an a-hole. And just like you said, as far as uh, you haven't met one of them assholes yet. 
No, um, not yet. Everybody's been super nice so far. Uh, same thing with us. Is like, uh, you know, every guest we've had has been amazing. Every other podcaster we've met has been amazing. We swap information um, and that kind of thing. And we've yet to run into somebody who's just like up their own ass. And yeah, so it's, yeah, it is. I am grateful that we haven't run into that. Um, even Ming, you know, he had a ton yeah. of like really good advice as far as the podcasting thing goes. Um, and we didn't have to approach him. Like he was, we were talking to Tom Arnold and I saw him in the background and he's like giving us the thumbs up and just being really encouraging. And that's awesome. I went to approach him and ask him. Um, and he was like, Oh, I was already like on my way back over there. Uh. He's, he's <laughs> like, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. I was going to be on, on your show. So like, yeah, he, he was That's really awesome. fucking cool. I ended up, uh, on the second day, uh, ended up making plans with him. We ended up going to uh, a local dive bar here. He's a big fan of dive bars and got to hang out with him more nice. out, outside of that. <laughs> it was a good time. Like he's a really that good awesome. dude. And man, yeah, you said you did 14, um, cons in 12 months 14 cons last year yep it seems like if you follow him on uh facebook or whatever it seems like every weekend he is at a new mm -hmm. con he is I, I think i can't remember his facebook or instagram i follow him on but um dude every week he's at a different con you're exactly right the dude is out there he's putting himself out there and i'm sure it's like you said he, he gets what he puts in he's a good guy he's grounded He's nice to everybody, so he's going to be doing this stuff for a long time because he's a good dude. Yeah, and he invited us to come to Jersey. Um, oh, wow. Because he's got his uh, studio there. Uh, it's called, nice. It's called Shared Universe Studio. Um, and I, I think he said they got like 20-some podcasts that are recording out of there. Um, oh, wow. He offered to uh set us up there do do his show and then um have us record an episode there and all oh, that that's freaking awesome. but it's it's just kind of hard because the guy doesn't ever seem to be home <laughs> he's, <laughs> never, he's never home right yeah. <laughs> i've him in the winter months you know when it's like six foot of snow on the ground well, and he can't dude, travel <laughs> it seems like no matter what like i thought there was a season for cons like i didn't know much about it yeah. Um, until we started going, uh, and it ju and just watching Ming, it seems like uh, it's just like a year-round thing. Yeah, yeah, because you always got the South, you got the California coast where you know there's always better weather. You got Arizona, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's always a Comic Con somewhere, <laughs> which is just crazy to think about. Yeah, what's the biggest one you guys have been to? Uh, probably Denver Fan X. We did Denver Fan X last year. We probably won't do it again this year. Um, we 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 noticed, and I understand it. Like I said, I was a fan. I went to the three years before COVID. Um, we were in in the middle table, and that's where all the uh kind of artist alley, creator alley was. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so much to see, so much to do. Unless you're on the outer track or a big name, you're not getting too many people's attention because everybody's always in a hurry to get to the next thing. And I understand that 100. percent 
right. know, when we go, especially at me a and big, the wife and the family went. Especially at a big one like that. Like, there's so much oh, to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you got Alan Tudyk and freaking, you know, all these people from Supernatural and Christopher Lloyd. I mean, there's so much to see and do. And panels are every every freaking 30 minutes, there's a new panel starting up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's really a hard show if you're not a known name to get any traction. Yeah. And we did our we did a panel at uh, the Fort Collins one. Yeah. Um, I actually was right at, like I was talking to you and Bill was off yeah. getting set up for the panel that actually ended up going pretty well. We had a decent audience in there and people seemed to be, yeah, it seemed to be that people were uh, pretty interested in what we had to say as far as in like kind of the premise was how uh, Bill came up with the idea how to build a better podcast because he works in uh at the local radio station here and so he's got a lot of uh experience technical experience and just inside experience as far as that goes and then our our um our other host uh dj nike his name's sean as well you guys spell it the same um so he's he's a the number one dj uh lo- locally and um does all that so uh, i'm blessed as far as having that kind of talent to back me because before I, we started doing this i had fucking no experience i was just a fan of listening to joe rogan's podcast like i, I i've been listening to him for probably uh 8 years um, probably four years into that, I was, I started to go, Oh, I think I could like, <laughs> I think I could do this. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think I yeah. could, um, I think I could like do a podcast. This doesn't look that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, come to find out I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually, you know, conversation being able to, um, just, and not just like having a conversation, but like yeah, the art of like interviewing someone, it can be right. really difficult. Like it could be really difficult as far as asking, cause you don't want to ask like the basic shit. Like I've asked you some of the basic things as right. far as, you know what I mean? But that's just to get, yeah. get the ball rolling. And then, yeah. but like when we first started, we were fucking ass. Like I sucked at this shit. Just like you get, just like talking into a microphone, hearing your own voice. That's like a yeah. hurdle to get over. You know what I mean? Like it's so weird, right? Because you're like, oh my god, is that is that what I sound like? Like oh my god, like why why does anybody talk to me at all? <laughs> but oh, great. I mean, but you know. The thing is, like you were saying before, I think you guys came and you came at it with the right attitude. You're like, I think I can do a podcast. But then you immediately realized there's a lot more work to this. But you're humble enough to say, I need to learn more about this and I need to learn from people who know. And you're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who try try it and fail because they're like, I can do this. And nobody can tell me that I'm doing it wrong. But, you know, you came in with the right attitude. And attitude has a lot to do with being successful at anything. You know what I mean? 
Right. And I, I don't know if I would call it successful. I don't know how you define success. Is it making money? Well, sure. But also, it's like, are you just, like I was saying, are you doing something that you enjoy, that you love? Um, and just like being happy and doing it, even if you're not getting any necessarily anything like monetarily out of it. Right. Because. No, go ahead. Oh, that's a, that's kind of a good approach. I mean, like you said, you got to stay humble, but also, and it's weird for me too, with the comics thing, I, I feel the same way. Sometimes I'm like, is this still a hobby or we are trying to make this a career? You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's, there's nothing wrong with feeling that way and, and not knowing where you fit in at first. Cause you know, yeah, I think none of us who starts our own thing, like a podcast, a comic, comic series. Uh, yeah. It's you, you can't come into it trying to make money. You may make money, but if you come with the attitude that I'm just going to do this to make money and you don't have the heart for it or the passion, you're not, you're not going to be able to stick with it. You know what I mean? So, well, I think, you know, it just depends on what kind of person you are because, like, there are people that go into things going, I want to make money doing this, and they end up being very successful. I guess it just depends on what kind of person you are, but also I think you have to have a love for that thing too. Right. Like, it can't just be just to make money because, like, eventually you're going to be like, oh, I don't even like this. Right. Yeah, and that's it, right? If you don't have that passion for it, man, it, it doesn't matter if you're eventually you're gonna like we were talking about burnout earlier, right? Uh huh. You're gonna get burned out on it because you're going, you're going, and oh god, I hate talking to people, but I got to do this podcast today. You know what I mean? You'd be <laughs> like, then you'd be like just sitting there all solemn and silent, like I hate this. <laughs> well, dude, I've definitely but, had days where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't even know. If I'm in like the right mind state to do a podcast right now. Right. But then I get into it and like that for me doing this kind of thing, I, I like I a hundred percent to make it a good conversation or a good interview, I have to be a hundred percent in like focused on that. I can't be thinking about, Oh, right. I got to pay this bill or like what's bothering me. And usually, yeah, it just like organically I get into doing a podcast or an interview and it kind of pushes that stuff away. And like I it, That's good. it's a nice little uh, break from just kind of the every everyday thing. If I didn't have this, yeah. I'd just be a yeah. fucking like ball of anxiety. You know what I mean? Because I would <laughs> never have a break from uh worrying about other shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, but see, that's good for you because, like you said, you found something you like doing, you're good at, and it's kind of therapeutic for you. So oh, you think awesome. I'm good a, at that's it? A triple win, man. <laughs> you think I'm good yeah. at it, though? I like, I like <laughs> talking to you guys. Actually, so I didn't tell you this because, I, like I said, I didn't know we were doing the interview today. I thought we were just going to talk and set up scheduling stuff, which that's fine. But, uh, yeah, I probably listened to five or six of you guys' podcasts on the way back. Oh, hell My yeah. favorite one is the tequila loki episode <laughs> the which one the tequila loki episode oh <laughs> yeah yeah what other ones the did you check slash loki slash puppy episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah puppy kept running around. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I listened to the I listened to the Tom Arnold one. I listened to the Echo one, and there was one other one. I I can't remember what one it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys you guys do great. It's you know you keep it light. You talk about things. You just you're just shooting the shit, and that's that's very authentic. That's a very important thing I think with a podcast. You don't you don't want just people who come on and just like uh here's Echo. Here's what I think about it, and that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to make it like we were talking about relationships, you got to build that relationship with the audience. I think you guys do that pretty good. So, well, it's easy because these guys are also my friends, you know, I mean, (laughs) so it's like, we're, we have the microphones there, but this is the kind of shit we would be talking about anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we might as, (laughs) we might as well record it and put it out there. I've been, I've been, I've I've been talking to my lady and me and her have, really amazing uh conversations uh like all the time and i'm like man can we just like set up the microphones and and have these conversations she's like and she's like i don't know you know she's like i'm not ready for prime time yet yeah yeah i'll I'll get her there i'll get her there because i think there you go i think me and her could have a really good one if if i could get her used to having the microphones in the, in, in front of her and that kind of thing. She, right, right, right. She, she's really fucking smart, like a lot smarter than That's, me, I think. So right. <laughs> a lot of times I no, wonder, I'm, I'm there with you, man. <laughs> I, my wife's smarter than me. So I think my kid's smarter than me, man. So I'm <laughs> a 10 year old. <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, what are you doing with me? You're so much smarter than I am. <laughs> but oh, that's great. have you ever thought about uh, starting your own pod? No, no, it's, it's, it's like I said, man, I, I don't, I like talking to like you guys. Cause like you said, you, you guys are down to earth. I can talk to you. I, I feel like we share a lot of similarities, you know, it's cool to talk with you guys, but we, we started when we, right before we released the, uh, the, the January 3rd release date for Immortalis, we set up about six or seven podcasts, man. And by the, probably about that third one, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do no more. I'm like, <laughs> cause it was like, guys out in new jersey guys in pennsylvania you know and they were cool guys and everything but i'm like man talking for an hour and a half every day i couldn't do it i just couldn't do it man i want to write i want to i want to live in my head a little bit more you know (laughs) yeah it would it would doing one uh i mean because it is like it's more than just uh just having the conversation it's like getting the post ready going in and if you want to edit like generally we don't edit anything. Like I'll go, oh, okay. I'll go in and just like take any dead air out of the beginning of the end. Uh gotcha. just so like when you hit play, the music starts right up and you're not because like I'll hit record and there'll probably be fifteen, twenty seconds of silence before the music starts. So I'll just kinda cut that out. But then yeah. but then there's also like coming up with a decent uh headline for it um and then where i kind of struggle sometimes is like the description it's like coming oh, yeah. coming up with the description of the episode like you'd think that'd be easy you think right. you think that would be super easy and and maybe for some people it is but for me i'm like wait what the fuck did we talk about uh, you know, <laughs> we covered about twenty-seven subjects. So. Oh yeah, because we we fucking go off the rails so much 
Right, right, right. It's like, here's what we're talking about, and then we talk about it for 20 minutes in the rest of the episodes about just random shit. And that's a right. lot That's a lot my fault because I'll fucking, I'll be like, I'll think of something, and I'll be like, oh, but like, what about this? And then, they, they, you know, I got ADHD like a motherfucker. That was the other one. It was the, uh, was it the best movies of the eighties? I think was that one of your podcast? Uh, probably. That was cool. Yeah. 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 I think that was one. That was a cool. That was the other cool one. But yeah, you guys, you guys just cover so much. But but the thing is, right? It's just like being among four friends when I listen to you guys. It's just like everybody's just shooting the shit and mm-hmm. just having a good time. You know, it's not nothing's for. So I, I find it very cool. So cool, man. I, yeah, hope, I think you guys are doing a great job. I hope you keep listening, man. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. We're always we always hope that somebody's listening, but at the same time, like for me personally, I'm just like not even. I try not to even think about that because if you yeah. get caught up on like who's listening or how well this episode does or like right. how, how many downloads did we get, you know, <laughs> inevitably you're just gonna be disappointed, and that'll probably take away some of the the fun. Like there for right. uh, probably about. A year in, yeah, I found myself getting really caught up in that, and like uh, checking the downloads and like all that. And I was just like, no, I can't. It's like a uh, Joe Rogan. He says it all the time. Uh, he tells everybody, don't read the comments. Like, don't focus on yeah. like any of that shit because it's just not, it's taking yeah. away from just doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. And that's and plus the good thing now is you, I well, I was listening to you guys on Spotify. I don't know what all services you're on if you're on app all those other ones. We are. But I was listening on Spotify. You guys are you're on there. You're on there forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There could be an episode you record, you know, that you recorded last week that somebody's going to listen to 2 years from now. You know what I mean? I so hope just so. be yourselves and enjoy it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I hope so. I mean, uh the one you my my lady was telling me um so the most recent one that came out it it's called for the love of hip hop and it's oh, okay. it's just us sitting around three of us uh, bill wasn't on that one um it was just me Sean and our buddy Aaron and me and Sean are, are just huge hip hop fans have been since gotcha. we were kids and she said that was by her far her favorite one that we've done. Uh, she's because she's like it was like you were having a lot of fun, and right. and, and she just like really enjoyed that one. And I always like getting her input because she's not yeah. she doesn't ever tell me what I should be doing, but I like I really love her input because she's so like I said she's really smart and is able to point out the the little things are like oh why don't you try this like you know what i mean and right so, like she's great that's it's, awesome she's really great. yeah yeah and, and she she she's being honest with you too and that's 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 my wife man i mean yeah i sometimes let her read the comics when they're still in script form and everything and, and she read the santa claus one the, the naughty list she's like she turned to me she's like that shit was funny so i'm like yes finally <laughs> you know, i nice. was like I don't, I don't do a lot of funny, funny stuff in, in Immortalis, so I was like, I want to kind of cut loose with the funny stuff. So, you, so, yeah, it's nice to have that sounding board 
that you know you trust with your stuff when it's still you know because all this stuff we do is like our babies right you know uh-huh. it's our babies we're nurturing building and and growing and we got to send them out in the world to be killed by people or something. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Like Let's, you said, the comment section, right? Yeah. People love to tear shit down. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. So. Don't ever read that shit because inevitably there's somebody in there just being a dick just to try to get to you. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. And generally that's, those that's are the worst thing about our society. And generally those are the people that didn't even like listen or read it okay. or. They're just trying to be a yeah. dick and see if they can get to yeah. you. So, yep. like, you can't yeah. listen to that. That's probably just a miserable nope. person that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And th- that's great that you got your wife to check that stuff out um, yeah. and, and give you honest feedback because you know she's not going to bullshit you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that's how I feel about, my, about my girl is like, she never minces words, and if she, you know, if she has some kind of input, even if it's not like fluffing me up or whatever, like she's gonna, yeah. let, she'll she'll let me know, you know. And I, yeah, she's really great for that, you know. That's good. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to have that straight shooter talking to you, man. Because again, it comes back to those people who think they're the shit. Because people fluff them up and won't, won't take the hard road with them to tell them the truth. And, you know, Hey, you need to do this a little better. Hey, this needs to be a little tighter. You know, yeah, this is too much dialogue, that kind of thing. Instead to be like, yeah, you're effing this up, straighten yourself out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hear that, man. The last thing you want is yes, men around you. Exactly. That's a hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. Cause they're not going to give you the, they're not helping you at all by just, being like, yes, everything yeah. you do is gold. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get static and you're not trying to improve yourself all the time. And then if you're not improving, you're going backwards and nobody will support you. So Sweet. Yeah, that's it. Well, listen, man, this has been really great. I'm glad we could jump on here. Hopefully we can do it again here soon. Yeah. Uh, get you on yeah. here. Yeah. Get you on here more. Just because, uh, like, I, I, I think you're cool as fuck. And, uh. Same to you, man. I, I like talking to you. It's really easy. The hour and a half flew by, my dude. So. Yeah, for real. It's already been an hour and twenty-five, and you know, I'm sure you were like, "Oh, an hour and a half. What the fuck are we gonna talk about?" <laughs> how about how about that Super Bowl, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't even know it was on that day. That's awesome. And then I get on Facebook the next day and everybody's talking about it. I'm like, oh shit, that, that happened. Just, just <laughs> nice. not, not a football guy, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let everybody know, uh, where they can find John socials, um, and just kind of run down where they can get the comic one more time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Tam Immortalis at the Immortalis on Insta at Facebook is Tam Immortalis. Sorry about that. Uh, our webpage is mnlcomics.com, mosleyandlewiscomics.com. Also, you can go to marcosia.com. That's our publisher. Um, if you search Immortalis on our webpage, it'll take us to our page in there. And it has all, all the places you can get the book. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Fry's, Waterstones, drive Through Comics. Um, and there's more on there. You'd have to look on marcosia.com to see that. But, yep. Hell yeah. And that's Immortalis, I-M-M-O-R-T, 
A-L-I-S. Um, Correct. Yes, sir. And you had how many books out right now? You got 20? We've, we've got the uh, one graphic novel. We did the six floppies, but we're not putting them out except on digitally. They'll okay. come out digitally. So, yeah, and hopefully I'll get back with you guys uh, around June when the second graphic novel comes out. Oh, or yeah. Or Casper's PopCon. For sure. Yeah, if we're – I got to – I'm going to go see – I guess he's in town. Um, so I'm going to go oh, see man. him right after this and hopefully talk to him a little bit about that and getting something set up so we can have a booth there. Um, yeah, oh, and it, it'd be fucking great to sit down with you again. Hell yeah, we'll have to for sure, live and in person. Heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Um, so, go to thecomiczone.com. That's where we have every single episode of the show. Um, and stream the the show from wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Audible, uh, Spotify, all the damn things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been great talking with you buddy uh and awesome man thank you if uh yeah if we don't see you at the popcon uh i'll definitely remember to get a hold of you around june heck yeah let's do it again man i loved it thank you all right brother peace out nerds